Blog Talk Radio. didn't make it, man. It got cut so close. It's so busy at work that I barely made it. I was flying down the streets and everything. And then I had to take my uh, taxes. I forgot all about it. You never had that happen to you, Sonia, oh. where you're like running behind and you forget and then you got to go? So yes. it was like yep. it was like balls out Rambo getting here or whatever. So anyways, real quick for the people listening, you're here. Yeah, UWC Radio. Don't forget, you can check out UnitedWrestlingCouncil.com. And I got Sonia with me. Sonia, how are you? I'm so sorry. I had to get called at the last minute. I'm like, hold on. Let me check everything. Let's go. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah, just, you know, chilling. How are you doing? Well, I, you know, I'm, I got I got to have so much to talk about. But real quick, before we get into that, I got Martin Torreya coming on. With this, I saw him. I went, uh, Sonia, to go see Santana Jackson. He was at the Puresu, uh uh-huh. Lucha show that was over in the city of Carson or whatever. So we went to go check him out. I talked to him. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But I saw Martin out there because he's been, um, uh, the, what's the word I'm looking for, an active participant in, in the Puresu Dojo shows. And I saw him at a, uh, the show I went to where they were hitting each other with, needles and all that stuff so we'll talk about that in a little bit too i want to want to get him in here to talk a little bit about that show and 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 it, it's a big difference from seeing that show and then seeing the Puresu show because ultimo dragon was was there and and not so much how can i put this i, I you know because i don't want to be negative or whatever but I, you know my nephew wanted to go see santana so it was kind of like yeah ultimo dragon that was the big name. I mean, that was like everybody was, I was honestly, I was very surprised to see how many people came to see him because there was like people from Japan and Mexico and all that oh, wow. that knew him from, from all that, you know, and I was flabbergasted. This man spoke perfect Spanish. He spoke perfect Spanish, perfect English, perfect Japanese. He was able to talk to everybody. So I was like in awe. I'm standing there going, Look yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> it was just amazing. So, uh, when my nephew saw that, he goes, hey, I, I don't know what Timo Dragon was going to be here. And I go, you know this? He goes, of course. So, you know, he wanted to take a picture. We, you know, bought the 8x10 yeah. and yeah. all that. So it was it was pretty cool. So it turned out it turned out to be really good. So we're going to talk a little bit about that when we get Martin in here. But I got to tell you, I, I had a lot of people coming up to me and saying, hey, man, I heard this, you know, next show is going to be really big. And all that. I said, yeah, man. I said, we've been working on it. And they were like, well, why is it so far down the road? It just seems like it's a, a lot of time in between i got that yeah. a lot i got that question Sunday. a lot too I I guess say, <laughs> what do you tell them yeah i do and what do you tell them yeah they're like i was like i don't know how much i just uh i just listened to dad and Manny. <laughs> well there was a lot of of, of factors <laughs> that came into it because mm-hmm. in it, you know when we had that show about being honest you know, Manny's got to do a lot yeah. of work in between, you know, to pay for some stuff, to do it right. Yeah. So we had to give a little bit of time. Plus, Santana, ever since all that stuff came out on TMZ. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that, about that. That dude's booked. That dude's booked. And, yeah. and let me tell you something. 
I my my teeth, I wore a groove in my teeth because I was gnashing my teeth so hard because I was like, oh, God, please don't hurt. No, no, no. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah, no. We need him in a, in a month or yes, two months. If he misses our show, he'll be highly upset. So that was like the worst part <laughs> or whatever. But everything went yeah. well. I, I talked to him for a little That's while awesome. and I told him, hey, you know, well, uh, we're we're really looking forward to you coming. I was like, hey, thanks, bro, whatever. So, hey, man, we we wanted to buy his merchandise and stuff, but he didn't bring anything. He goes, dude, I you know I had some stuff, but it's all gone or whatever. So, you know, we took care of him a little bit because we want him to be happy. You know, he's like, no, 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 bro, I'm yeah. like, no, man, we we want you happy. Plus, they're coming from Vegas. You know, a four hour drive and yeah. gas is expensive. He he um he carpooled yeah. with uh I don't know what the top flight or whatever their names are, whatever. So they, you know, they all split the gas or whatever, but I'm just like, Hey bro, we want you to be happy. He's like, yo, cool, man. No problem. So it went really well. So that being said, you know, uh, I haven't been able to talk to Bandy cause he's been working so much, but we talked the other day. We talked a little bit about the card. You know, we, we finally got that first match put together. I got one person that, that hasn't, uh, gotten a hold of me yet that I've been trying to get a hold of. I don't want to put anybody on blast, but JBD, we've been, we've been trying to get you, you know, so you better get your buns in gear or whatever, because that's the only, other than that, everything else is good to go. You know, so this oh, Sunday is, is the big meeting. Hopefully everybody from the Marcus yeah. family can make it down because we got, you know, there's so much yeah. buzz on yeah. you. You know, people are asking about yeah, the we VIP ticket. It. Yeah, they're, they're mm-hmm. asking about the VIP ticket. They're asking when the flyers are going to come out because they're waiting for the flyers. And then I put out a bunch of yeah. stuff on Santana. Yeah. So a lot of the people who aren't even familiar with, with wrestling and luchas have been emailing and texting going, hey, this dude's a wrestler. And I'm like, yeah, man. So I think we're going to get a different uh, <laughs> type of audience. You know what I'm saying? Like more of an entertainment audience. Yeah. Be- That's cool. Only, only because. I want to see a lot of people there. Yeah, only because of the buzz, you know, that's going around. And when they find out that Santana's a wrestler, he, you know, they're like, what? You know, so now that, that it piques the interest, you know. And so I put out yeah. uh, on the yeah. on the uh, instant message because we have a little instant message group, you know, amongst the wrestlers and the workers and the team to keep everybody updated. So when I watched that match, yeah. I thought, dude, with what I got planned, if everything goes to fruition, it is going to blow the roof off this place because, you know, I see what he can do and I see what, what really makes the fans pop and all that. That's why it's good to go to these shows and see, you know, because – and I'm telling you, Sonia, I, I, I've been in this business for a long time, and it takes a lot to yeah. get me hyped up for a show. Nine times I'm telling like, oh, bro, I got to do this. Yeah. I got to get this yeah. done. And, like, you, you know how it is back – backstage and trying to get yes. stuff together and coming to the meetings, you know, it takes a lot. But this one, I, I got to yeah. tell you, man, I am yeah. super, I, like, I'm on a treadmill at the gym going, oh, uh, if, if we have this guy do this in this entrance, and if we, I mean, it's just, the, the, the motor just doesn't stop. So I'm totally hyped. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't stuff. wait. Yeah. So for the people listening, don't forget, it's United Wrestling Council. It's Major Love. It's Sunday, June 26th. It's going to be at the Metroflex Gym. That's at 12551 East Carson Street in the City of Hawaiian Gardens. Doors open at 1.30. Bell time is 2 o'clock. General admission, uh, $25. The kids are $15, but we do have that VIP ticket that we're working on. We'll keep everybody up to date on that because if you get the VIP ticket, you're going to get that whole uh, Santana Jackson experience because you get in and out a uh, half hour early. The VIPs will come in at 1 o'clock. 
They get first chance at the merchandise and meet and greet. You meet all the wrestlers. You meet Santana himself. If you want to take a picture, you know, or whatever, I don't know, compare moonwalks or whatever you want to do, you definitely can get that <laughs> that one-on-one meet and greet, which is which is really cool. It, it's really you know good good to go. So real quick, Sonia, I want to go back a little bit to the um, you know to the big live broadcast and everything that we had over at um, Paul's Photos. Um, the, yeah. the question yeah. I had. We know we were so busy. I mean, it was just so much to get everybody on the air and, and talk to the live, you know, yeah. people that were yeah. listening live and everything like that. That I didn't get a chance to hardly do it. It was just from the time I got there to the time I left doing yeah. interviews. Yeah. So here yeah, was the question I, I was trying to post before we we left, um, and I said, whatever's on the uh, merchandise table, you can have it all if you can if you can answer this question. And let's see if Sonia knows. Do you know why we called this uh, this show Major Love? Is this for me? Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, every, nobody can get this question right. No, and, and I'm like, if you get it right, you can get, even at work, I'm like, if you can guess why, I'll buy you a venti from Starbucks. They're like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, so, Manny and I were talking, you know, and we're like, bro, we're going to bring Santana. So we fight, well, we made the deal and we, we finally, you know, got everything set in stone for June 26th. I was on the treadmill and I was, you know, uh, Believe me, I, that's what you have kids for. I'm like, uh, uh, to Nicolette, can you get me on the internet here? And all she's like, yeah. So she gets me on there. So I br- brought up Michael Jackson, and that song, uh, just another part of me, was what he used for Captain EO when they had the big Disneyland experience. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm watching it, and that video is badass. And then in the, in the middle of the, the song, he says, I'm sending out a major love. And this is my message to you. And I'm like, major love, that's it. So that's that's where we got major love from. And nobody can keep that right. You know, and, and then when I yeah, tell them, like, oh. no, yeah, they're like, dude, now I know what you're talking about or whatever. So when I told Santana, he's like, yeah. he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. Unfortunately, I can't use any Michael Jackson music. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> because I had so much plan, but when we talked about it and we figured out, you know, what, what we want to do as far as like, you know, ring entrances, because you know how it is nowadays, Sonia, with the rights and all, yep. which is annoying, yep. you know, yep. back in the day. People take it seriously. Yeah. And, and they, they want, you know, everybody's looking for a lawsuit. So if you don't cover yourself, yeah. you definitely don't want that. Like, a, so I had a, I had a video of my dad fighting Andre the Giant and then it was on YouTube and it disappeared because of copyright infringement. Yeah, how, I mean, how silly and is that? I was like, man, I, that's like one of the greatest videos like that I have of my dad, and I can't even see it anymore. He yeah, sent it to me like a think, few months before he passed. Yeah, and you would think YouTube would be like, cool, people want would want to see that, and that's going to get me more views yeah. and more people driving to you. So I don't know. You know, they're so, they're so worried about infringing on people's rights and all that. It's mm-hmm. just freaking annoying, to, to be honest. But, it is. You know, these are, Super. These are the little things that we're working out, you know, for the show. So that's why it takes a mm-hmm. team effort. Now, okay, Sonia was there. PG Jello was there. Pete was there. Mike was there. But the other relative that was there, I didn't even get a chance to talk to, which was uh, your other <laughs> sister? sister. What was her? I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, what was her Vanessa. name? Now, why haven't Vanessa. I seen Vanessa around? Uh, she's been at all the shows. Um, she actually just finished school to become a, a registered nurse so she's been pretty uh-huh. busy but she finished now she graduated passed the state thing and everything so 
she's going to start being around more. She wants well, to come to the next meeting. I, I have to re- remind myself to tell her Sunday. Yes, please. Because I didn't get a chance to talk yeah. to her, and she was already leaving. I'm like, hey, I'll go. I'm so sorry. I didn't have a chance to talk to you, but of course, man, we need all the help we get. She's like, yeah, no problem. You know, I'm totally willing to help or whatever. So, you know, uh, please tell her that we definitely, you know, would like her to get involved because with what we got going on, it's it's just going to the next level. And I'm going to be honest with you. I got to talk to to um, Pete Jr. to see if he could take over the production for the show for reasons like this. I, I didn't get home. And, you know, we got to make sure yeah. that when you get the sponsors that you're on at a specific time. So maybe we could bring him in or Mike or, or Vanessa. But see, especially when you're a nurse, it's, it's very hard because I've been in the medical business for yeah. years. And, it you know, I there's a couple times I wasn't able to go to shows because we end up staying late and I can't just go, well, too bad this patient's bleeding or whatever. I got to go, you know, I stick to the billing part of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, even that sometimes, you know, there's stuff that's due and, yeah. you know, Hey, can you get this done before yeah. you go home? And it's just a big mess. So yep. anyways, we're, we're going to get all, all of that, you know, together a big meeting this Sunday. We're really, I mean, we're making a concerted effort to make this show you know, huge. Major Love is going to be, I'm telling you, it's going to be slamming. We've been, uh, with the team that we have, you know, putting this together, it, it's going to be the show of the year. I'm telling you, we, we've been really working hard on it. So we're going to take a little break. We're going to bring Martin in. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, stuff like that, the behind the scenes stuff and, you know, him working with like Chris Kloss and uh, XPW and stuff like that. So let me take a quick break. We'll get him on here. And then I got I to gotta take this baby crying thing out of here. All right. We'll be right back. And hang on, Sonia. We'll be right back. I had to slurp there real quick, but for the people listening, you're here. You're at UWC Radio. Don't forget, you can check out UnitedWrestlingCouncil.com to get all the latest information. I got Sonia here with me. Um, talk a little bit about the big show that's coming up. Don't forget, it's Major Love, and now we know why it's called Major Love. It's Sunday, June 26th. Yep. It's going to be back at Metro, Metroflex Gym, which is at 12551 East Carson Street in the city of Hawaiian Gardens. Doors open at 1.30. Bell time is at 2 p.m. Um Real quick, Sonia, before we get Marty on here, uh, Martin, uh, AEW announced a big, huge pay-per-view. It's going to be AEW, uh, New Japan combined pay-per-view on that same day. So I got a lot of calls on that. But you know what? It doesn't come on until later. (laughs) I think 7 o'clock. We're usually out of it by 5, which which gives you plenty of time to – Go home and get your your snacks and your chuchulucos to be able to watch things. So don't worry. We'll we'll make sure (laughs) – and you know, to be honest, the shows run pretty pretty much on time. You know, we're one of the few um, the few 
companies that can, you know, have it ready to go. A lot of that depends on the wrestler. So if you're listening, get your buns over there so we can make sure we're on time and get everything done. So, Sonia, let me get Martina in here real quick, and then, and then we'll talk a little bit about that. Okay, hang on. Okay. Where's Pete? Where's Pete Jr. or Mike when you need him? <laughs> Michael's in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, Martin, it's Fabiano. You're live on UWC Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Fabi, how are you, my man? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. I'm doing good. Real quick for the people listening to us, you're here. You're at UWC Radio. Don't forget, you can check out unitedwrestlingcouncil.com. All the latest information, if you want to buy tickets to the next big show that's coming up, you could you could uh, check that out. Everything's going to go up there. We're, we're really making a concerted effort to get everything up out there. But on the line with us right now, um, I, I keep calling him Marty. You know why? Because I used to work for Martin Marin back in WPW days, and I was always calling him Marty. So right when I saw Martin, I'm calling him Marty. But it's Martin Torreya. Real quick, Sonia Marquez is with me. Uh, Sonia, say hi to Marty. I'm sorry, Martin. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you, Sonia? I'm doing good. Great, you know, great. I, yeah, you know what, uh, Fabi, the old adage says, right, call me whatever you want, just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Just get, just get my name right when you put it on the check. Yes, so, sir. Yeah. That too. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, man, there's a couple things I want to talk to you about before we get going. And I was talking, you know, we had a big show uh, uh, about three weeks ago, almost four weeks ago. Um, and, and I, you know, I got really upset and I said, you know what? I canceled my guests and I had the, the I called it the honest show. I said, we're going to be honest. We booked it for two hours and we answered all the questions. And because a lot of people don't understand what it takes to put on a show, you know, they, they just see the finished product. You know, but they don't know what we go through. So we had that big show about, you know, even like the, the how people fight with me with the pay, and I booked this guy, and he's mad because he wants to be higher in the card, and, and just just a lot of stuff like that. So before I, I want to get into that with you, tell me a little bit how you, about how you got involved with the business because I've seen you at a few shows, which I want to talk about. But but give me the whole background on that. How'd you get involved, and what drew you to to independent wrestling and all that? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, well, definitely. Well, first of all, Fabi and Sonia, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, of course. Number one. Uh, it's great to be on with you guys. And so um, the way I got started, first of all, I've, I've been – I'm 45 years old now, but I've been a wrestling fan since I was six years old. I mean, I, I first started watching wrestling. I saw the first ever match I saw was Hulk Hogan and Hillbilly Jim versus uh-huh. King Kong Bundy and Big John Studd back in 1984, 85, around there, and fell in love with wrestling ever since. Uh, the way I got into wrestling and on the independent scene doing uh, ring announcing commentary, it started actually back in 2011. I was actually covering high school football games for Time Warner Cable. And mostly in the city of Southgate, we were covering the Eastern League, which is Southgate, Garfield, Roosevelt, Southeast High School. And um, so as I was on TV doing the football games, I went to an LCW show. So LCW was a promotion that ran around that time. A lot of the guys from the Santino Bro Dojos uh, was there. A lot of guys were there at that time. And um, the promoter, Miguel, was a friend of mine. He actually went to Southgate. So I remember walking in the door and he saw me. He goes, hey, man, I've been watching you on TV doing the football games. You think you could do some wrestling? And I said, geez, absolutely. I would love to. And uh, as they say, the rest is history. I started doing the ring announcing. I started doing uh, some of the commentary for LCW, and then he started off a, kind of a spin-off promotion, which was Lucha Nation, and I did that for about a year. 
And uh, eventually, both LCW and Lucha Nation lost their venue. Uh, it was like the old Miracles building where they filmed Breaking. I don't know if you remember the movie Breaking, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, yeah. Back, oh, yeah. in, back in the 80s. So that building, Miracles, was La Casa de Mexicano in East L.A. And so eventually the city took it over, and they were going to knock it down and refurbish it or remodel it. I don't know exactly what happened. So from that point on, that was around 2013, 14. And so for that time, I was uh, kind of out of the wrestling business. I hadn't done anything more with wrestling. And about a year ago, now I had always kept in touch with Danny Monchichi Ramirez. Oh, yeah. And uh, you know Danny, yeah. So he, he always kind of kept in touch. And, real quick, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you, man. But real Absolutely. quick. Absolutely. Is, is that guy addicted to Red Bull? or Because that dude don't stop. <laughs> I mean, he's like a winder. Yeah, Danny. You wind him up, he goes. That, and you know what? That that's Danny. That what you see is what you get with Danny. That's, oh, yeah. that's not an act. That that is in. He he is on a hundred percent of the time. And uh, but he, you know what? He, he's really passionate. He has a real oh, yeah. real passion for wrestling. Mm-hmm. And um, you know he he brings a lot to the table. Actually, with us, uh, there's a lot of little things that he does behind the scenes, or he's always in my ear and Chris's ear, you know, giving us little ideas. And so. He he brings a lot to the table that people may not be aware of. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, thanks thanks, thanks to Danny, you know he had, he had always kept in touch, and uh, he's the one that said, "Hey man, I you know I'd love to work with you again. I'd love to do something with you again." And you know, just things hadn't lined up. And about a year ago, he said, "Hey, come on now, we're gonna do a podcast out here in Silmar. He, they have a show called Los Batos Locos." Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, "Yeah, you know what?" I'll, I'll, I'll come out there, and uh, I, I went out. Chris Kloss was there, and it was the first time I had met Chris in person. And so Danny had Chris and I work a couple of skits, do a little bit of commentary just on the fly, and, boy, it, it was like magic. Chris and I, we did everything in one take. We didn't have yeah. to do anything over. We didn't have to repeat anything. It was instant chemistry. And not only that, Chris and I just got along really well from that point on, and I just love working with Chris. I mean, and, you know, Chris, of course, the voice of XPW, and just oh, yeah. he's, he's been on the scene for so many years, a legend in, in the independent wrestling scene. Yeah. Well, so real, that's real that's quick, the way I got back in, and it's been about a year now. Well, real quick for the people listening to here, yeah, UWC Radio, we're talking to Martin Torreya. I got Sonia with me talking a little bit about getting into the business and, you know, stuff like that. But go ahead. Could you, well, well, real quick, uh, dude, when you say stuff like that behind the scenes, believe you, believe you me, we know what you're talking about and how rough it is. Well, how did you get – because I saw you at the show. There was a Delos where they were stabbing each other with the needles and going through doors yeah. and all that. So, so, so not only do you work there, but, you you know, how did you get with them and Puresu Dojo? Because those Puresu Dojo shows – Especially when they're bringing people like uh, uh, Carlitos and Ultimo Dragon and all that. How did you get? How, how did you get involved with them? Is that through Chris? That was uh, also uh, with Puro Rasul. That was actually through um, Danny as well. Danny Montechi Ramirez. He literally uh-huh. called me on a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah, Saturday morning. He called me one day. He goes, "Hey, what are you doing tomorrow about one o'clock?" And I said, "I don't know why." He goes, "Meet me in Santa Ana." And honestly, I didn't even really ask questions. He just said, meet me in Santa Ana. We got something going. And I showed up to Santa Ana, and it was the Lucha Wrestling Puro Resu. And the same thing. He goes, hey, you're going to be doing the ring announcing and some commentary with Chris. 
And I said, all right, no questions asked. We got right into it and off to the races. Yeah, and that's when you say Santa Ana, that's at the Mini Mall, which they do have a show coming up in May over there, right? Yeah, May 7th, we'll be back in Santa Ana at the Mini Mall there, uh, which is the original venue there for, for Lucha Wrestling Puro Resu. And uh, we recently this year started going over to the Xander Sports Arena in Carson, which is nice. You know, but I, I, I like both places. I, I, I think the Xander Sports Arena in Carson is beautiful. I think it's a nice venue. But, you know, Santa Ana, that mini mall, it's, it's got a certain charm to it. And, and the crowd there, is, is, it's just a beautiful crowd there. They love Lucha. They come out. They're very supportive. They bang their drums. They get pretty rowdy. So, you know, both places have their charm, and both places are great venues for, for, for a great product. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely going to awesome. go check out that show because uh, the ticket's are only 10 bucks. So, man, that you, you got me right there. So I'm definitely going out there to go check out that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I got it. And plus that Xander Sports Arena is, is great because you could make a full day. And when you turn off the freeway, there's a Starbucks. And then the, right there at the, at the Alpine Swap Meet, there was about 40 vendors selling tacos de carnitas and agua de piña. But I got to tell you, Martin, when we went to the show, it was funny because uh, I've known T.J. Perkins for – I booked that kid when he was, I think, 17, 18 years old. Uh, and it was funny because it was in the city of Torrance. It was at the Moose Lodge. And I uh, saw him at the Lucha Expo, and we were talking. And so I hadn't seen him since then, two years. And I saw him like, hey, he's, yeah, bro, my, you know, my girl's wrestling. And we were talking about that. And he said, hey, don't they have taco the, – the, Tacos de carnitas vendors and stuff here. And I'm like, well, they did last time at the night. They even had, like, brick oven pizza and stuff like that. He said, yeah, what happened? So is it only nighttime that they have the, the all the food? or Because, or, honestly, more than a few people were asking me about that. Yeah, you know what? That's that's a good question. As a matter of fact, at the last show, a lot of the wrestlers showed up and were really hungry and were thinking, yeah, we'll just eat off of the vendors here. And, yeah, there were no vendors there. They did not show up. I don't know if it's because it's the Sunday in the afternoon. Uh, I know the brick oven pizza people, which, by the way, that pizza's fantastic. My wife actually booked them for, uh, for her mother's birthday. And so we're going to have we're gonna have some of that delicious pizza. But the taco vendors, they have not been there. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's because Sunday afternoon or the Saturday night deal works better for them. I really don't know. But, uh Again, it backfired. A few of the wrestlers showed up to one of the shows starving, thinking, well, we'll eat off the vendors, and they didn't show up. And it, was, uh, it made for a pretty, uh, pretty grouchy locker room there. Yeah, yeah, man, people are coming, they're hungry. But anyways, other, other you know, than that, I mean, which really is not a big deal. It, let me tell you something. I, it's hard for me to go to these shows because I spend so much money. The last time I went, when, when they had Alberto Del Rio and Carlitos and them, I bought the poncho, the, the Lucha uh, poncho that they were selling. Dude, so many people like, bro, where'd you get that? And I'm like, I got it at the wrestling show or whatever. But they sold out completely. So wow. that's that's all part of it. Dude. And then, of course, you know, I took my nephew when he wanted the mascaras and all that. So I, it's a whole thing. You know, we bought him the mascara and then we took the picture with Ultimo Dragon and, and bought his 8 by 10 and all that. But, you know, I got to tell you, I was surprised how many people came to see him. I know he's a big deal, but it's kind of slowed down a little bit. But there was, like, people from Japan, you know, a million people from Mexico and all that. But what surprised me is when I went to take my, my nephew to go to take the picture, uh, he spoke perfect Spanish. And I was like, wow, it's just, it's just a trip to see a, a hardcore Japanese wrestler 
speaking Spanish or whatever. But then I heard him talking to some people in Japanese, and then I heard him talking to people in English. So I don't think the people know how. And and also too, Martin, you gotta agree with me on this. For his age, because he's he's a little bit older than me, that dude's in shape. Yeah, he was in phenomenal shape, and he looked fantastic in the ring. I, I thought he moved really well. I, I, I've, seen, uh, I've seen other wrestlers uh, that certainly move a lot slower than him and are and around that same age. So he, he, he was yeah. tremendous. He looked really good. And you know what? It's funny because when he grabbed that mic and uh, he cut a promo in Spanish on on, uh, on Laberinto and, and on Doctor Maldad, Laberinto, and Blood Eagle, the Soulless Assassins, and he cut a promo in Spanish, and boy, he was he was spot on. I go, oh, that is fantastic Spanish. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm sure he's probably, you know, there's an area in Mexico right around the Mexicali, Calexico area where there is a large Asian population. Uh, so I'm imagining maybe he's he's from that area, or I know he spent time in Mexico, but but to speak Spanish that wow, I was really really surprised. Well, it, it was funny because um, I asked him, I go, hey, man, your Spanish is perfect. And he goes, well, dude, I lived in Mexico for almost five years, and I worked for AAA for seven or something. He goes, yeah. oh, it, and I was like, wow. It was, just, it was just amazing, you know, to talk to him. And and, it's, and, and I'm going to, I mean, I'm just going to be honest. We we went to go see Santana because we got him booked on our show, and my nephew was, was familiar with him. But then when Ultimo Dragon was there, my nephew was like, oh, Dude, I know Ultimo Dragon. And so even the kids know who he is, and they wanted a picture, and they wanted the the, the eight by ten and all that. So it, it it's just I was very surprised at how how popular that he that he is, you know, or whatever. So it just yeah. goes to show yeah. that there's no yeah, there's no ceiling on the age bracket or whatever. So it's pretty cool. So real quick, I got to take a quick break. Can you hang on for through the break real quick, Martin? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I know you're still there. We, we still got, you know, once we have the guests <laughs> on, then we always have that, that thing where I take it around the table. So let me take a quick break, reset. We'll be right back with Martin Torreya. Hang on, everybody. live at UWC Radio. Don't forget, you can check out unitedrestlingcouncil.com. Check out all the latest information, and we're talking to Martin Torreya, and of course, I got Sonia with me. Talk a little bit about, you know, the Pugreso Dojo shows and, and everything like that. Now, real quick, uh, I, I got to tell you, you know, when we have a guest on, or Sonia and I always, you know, take it around the horn and talk a little bit about different subjects or whatever. So when I, you know, uh, got a hold of Martin and said, hey, man, can you come on? And he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. So it took me back to that show. Okay, because it was such a big difference between that that hardcore show that was over at Delo Jiu Jitsu <laughs> and the Progresso Dojo show. You know, I took my nephew to both. Okay, and and I'm just I'm gonna be honest. You know, we I had um, is it Mark Ortiz uh, on on the show, and we talked a little bit about it. You know, talked about the show and what he had going on, and you know, death. Now, real quick before before we talk about that. Okay, we'll take it around the horn, okay, because, you know, Sonia Marquez is Pistol Pete's daughter, and I trained, that's who trained me, we're talking 1994, you know, and I worked for him, and, and, you know, coming up in the business and all that, 
and this is what he told me. He he said, you know, if you're going to do deathmatch and you're going to do stuff like that, it's got to be the end of the world. It's got to lead up to it, you know, and then that's the big go right. home. That's it. That ends the feud, and that's that. You don't, you, you know, we don't get color or anything like that until it's the big go home. And I'm like, absolutely. So there, to me, there is a place for it. There's a place for a hardcore, you know, whatever, deathmatch, bull rope match, chain match, or whatever. You know, there, there is a place for it. And it's the end of – and Sabu himself, uh, 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 in one of his interviews, he said, you know, when I was in Japan, they wanted me to do these barbed wire matches uh, all – like every match. And I'm like, well, dude, the, the end of the world can't come every day. We have to lead up to it or whatever. So we'll start with Sonya. You know, of course, because she was been around the business forever, and, and you know, she knows what I'm talking about when P- Pistol Pete tells you, "This is what you're doing. That's that." <laughs> Give me your thoughts yep. on that. I mean, I, to me, there is a place for it, you know, but it has to lead up to something. What, what, what do you, real quick, uh, Sonia? I agree with that. Like, um, I, I like to watch them, but I don't like to see people actually get really hurt. Like, it's not that's not for me. But um, I think, guys, yeah, it needs to lead up to it. If they're going to yeah. do it. Well, real quick, Martin, I was there. You know, I had only worked for XBW twice, but the, the one time I was there, I saw uh, what's his name get thrown off that that uh, that whole setup that they had by New Jack, uh, Vic Grimes, oh, yeah. or whatever. And I, I, my, I thought he was dead. I mean, I have never seen anybody take a bump like that. I mean, it was just, you know, and I have been in the business for a long time. So I, I get it, but but give me your thoughts on that because the show that, that, that we went to, that, that you were there or whatever, um, you know, it, it, it seemed like it was just like mayhem or whatever. And I'm going to be honest with you, you know, I, I and I hate to bring it down or whatever, but there was a family uh, uh, in front of me that got up and left. And I said, hey, where are you going? He said, man, I can't, I can't oh, wow. have my kids watch this. And and they left. And then somebody on the other side of the ring, uh, same thing. They left. So I had to get my nephew and take him over by, by Bill, who was the, the, the bell, taking care of the bell. And I put him in between Bill and I because there was stuff flying. It was like plastic forks and all this stuff uh. and wood chips flying all over the place. So give me your thoughts on that. I mean, to me, there is a place for it. But, you know, what do you think about it? Like, like you said, you the end of the world can't come every day, so just give me your thoughts on that. Well, uh, my thoughts, you know, the, actually the first the first show I did when I came back, I did a show for uh, Mr. California, which was XWW, right. and uh, and that's how that's how I met Mark Ortiz, who was the referee on that show, and right. then eventually Mark started All Southern California Wrestling, so I do yes. the ring announcing for for both of those promotions as well. Yes. And so it's funny that you mentioned that because on that first uh, show with Mr. California, he had a death match against Princess Deathwish. Yeah, and, I heard they um, took some massive barbed wire bumps. They took barbed wire bumps. And the funny thing is they actually had some cactus. Oh, and you'll get a kick out of this. My, my wife, after the show, we're sitting in the back. Princess Deathwish comes and sits next to my wife. It's full of blood, kind of cleaning himself off. And my wife looks at his back and says, she looks at, she calls me over and she says, he's got cactus st- stuck in his back. <laughs> and he, I said, well, tell him. I go, hey, you got some cactus on your back. And he's like, well, can your wife pick it out? My wife, who's, you know, not really a huge wrestling fan per se, is in the back taking cactus out of Princess, Princess Deathwish's back. And she's yeah. just looking at me like, 
what the heck did you bring me to? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, so so there was another match between, this was at All Southern California Wrestling, also again, between Mr. California and, and Princess Deathwish, where Mr. California took a nasty spill. Uh, Princess Deathwish whipped him into the barbed wire that was supposed to be tied onto the pole, but it wasn't. So Mr. California took a took a hit. He fell he fell directly right off of the ring. Fortunately, there's some bushes there up against that brick wall. Yes. So he fell into that. But yeah, you know, you know, the thing about it is, that, and I I agree with you guys 100% in the sense that there should definitely be a build to this type of a match. However, when we're talking about independent wrestling. Uh, we get wrestlers that come in from out of state. So, like, Princess Deathwish, for example, I know he's from Utah, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so to get him week after week or show after show and build it up is a little difficult. I, I think that's where the problem comes as far as building to a, to a death match. I, right. I don't think you just – on an independent scene, you don't have the time to build something like that. Uh, and then it's already announced, so – for the most part, I think the majority of the fans that show up to these shows, when they see the flyer, they see it already advertised, deathmatch, you know, wrestler A versus wrestler B. They're just there to see blood and gore and whatever else is going to happen. Uh, yeah. So I think they're already expecting and waiting to see that. Uh, yeah. But 100%, I, I, think, I think not only with deathmatches, I think in all wrestling shows – uh, there should be a there should be a storyline to every feud to every match have you know build it yeah. but but again sometimes circumstances prevail you know sometimes you know certain wrestlers can't make a show either they're booked somewhere else or their flight got delayed or this happened a lot you know in the last couple of months or last year with COVID wrestlers were on a card couldn't show up because of COVID so there's a lot of unforeseen circumstances that take place. And that's where I think it's hard to build something and actually book it because I've been back to several shows where you've got a lineup ready to go. And an hour before the show, you say, Hey, so-and-so stuck in traffic. They're not going to make it. Uh, so-and-so flight got delayed or so-and-so got COVID or so-and-so broke the arm last week and now they can't be here. So, and I'm sure, you know, Bobby, sometimes again, you talk about everything going on backstage. Sometimes, you literally have to patch things up 30, 40 minutes before the, the first match. You know, you yeah. kind of rearrange and, and get that as order worst, together. So. That's my worst nightmare. With shows, the doors are already open, and, and we're going to go, don't worry about that. He didn't show up. And it's like, oh, dude. But, you know, you have to be prepared for that or whatever. But, you know, I, I do get it. There, there is a uh, an audience for that that's looking specifically for that. But the thing is, okay, uh, I work for a few different companies, and when we go to a venue and we say, hey, man, we'd really like to rent your place or whatever, they go, well, what are you guys doing? We go, well, we do pro wrestling. Get out, you know, because they, we have wow. – it has a reputation, you know, for for violence or whatever. So, yeah. you know, we have to yeah. say, well, look, this is what we're doing, and we have insurance and blah, 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 and let us do one show. If you don't like it, you don't ever have to, you know, book us again or whatever. So that's how we get it. So – you know, you it, there's a specific niche or whatever for that, but we have to keep it, you yeah. know, just just within uh, certain parameters, just to make sure that, that it can go on. Because I got to tell you, uh, Martin, I am a, a total advocate for trying to get pro wrestling as a legit sport, you know, for people to take it serious yeah. because you are an athlete. You do get hurt. You have to train. Yeah. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to get hurt. 
or whatever. I just want yeah. the people to know that. That's why that's why I like Mark, uh, uh, Martin because you know he he keeps he, he professional. You know, come in a suit and make sure you know that you've got your 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 facts straight. And, you know, your lineup and make sure the names are pronounced right. Stuff like that. Little things like that make a big difference. You know, in in these shows or whatever. So that's that's what I'm talking about. So hopefully, you know, we got uh, Martin. We're meeting on. Um, Sunday with the team to get everything together and I already told man I said hey you know I'd like to bring him in for commentary maybe we could put him with Mike or or since Pete Jr. is going to be helping in the back we could bring Martin over there so that's what we're working on because you know when when I see somebody who shows that level of professionalism and that's like hey man let's, let's bring this guy or whatever so hopefully if everything comes to fruition we'll be able to get him on Major Love which is coming up Sunday June 26th you know Martin I'm so sorry man I'm running up against the court you want to hang you want to hang with us for the news, or you, or you got some more? Hey, if you, yeah, if you guys, if you guys will have me, yeah, I'll hang around. For yeah, sure. all right. Let me take that, another quick break. Absolutely, sweetness. Let me take another okay. quick break, and we'll come back and do the news. And Martina, hang with us for that. We'll hold on, everybody. We'll be right back. Perfect. Man, I gotta tell you that that Mandy Rose equals rating. She she had a um she had a, a match on NXT and it's just like wow, man, ratings are through the roof. But real quick for the people listeners, you're here yet UWC Radio. Don't forget you can check out UnitedWrestlingCouncil.com to check out all of this information. I got Sonia with me and our guest is Martin Torreya. We're talking a little bit about you know the independent scene and what it takes to to get everything going and, and death matches and get stuff again. But I gotta tell you, man. Here's the thing. I don't know. If we, Sonia knows because she's been with me for quite quite a bit on this show now and stuff. But you know, I gotta tell you, I've been doing this for a long time. But one of these days, we'll sit down and talk, Marty, because uh, I've I yes, worked for for seven years, and I worked for Sinister, and then I worked for On the Mat. You know, been doing this for a long time, and I can have the greatest fighter or the greatest wrestler or whatever on a podcast, but it is nothing compared to when I have Ladies Night. I had a, a show oh. where I had a, one of the world jiu-jitsu champion uh, and judo champion, and then one of the girls, Missy Estrada, who, who does um, Fight to Win, which is a jiu-jitsu um, submission-only tournament. And you know, the, you know the little heartbeat or whatever when you see the ratings? I mean, that show, boom, all the way up to the top. I mean, it's just amazing wow. how how much the, the women draw or they want to hear the women or whatever. So real quick, you know, this is what I get emails and, and stuff like that. Mandy Rose just they put her in NXT and she just got huge. You know, just put the belt on her, which I think was a smart thing to do or whatever. But now they're saying, well, she kind of seems like a big fish in a small pond. Maybe she should go back to SmackDown or Raw and let's really see what she got. So me personally, I think she should stay in NXT. She's just really taken off out there in NXT. So we'll, we'll start with our guest, Martin. Uh, give me your thoughts on that, man. You think they should keep her where she's at, or think they should put her over there in uh, one of the big, one, for lack of a better term, one of the big boys? Well, you know what? I, I uh, for me, I'm I'm a big proponent of of if it's not broke, don't fix it. I think yeah. what they're doing is great. She's got her faction, Toxic Attraction. Uh, yes. I think they work well together. 
and uh, and I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you too. I, I honestly I didn't really tune into NXT too much, but when I saw what they started doing with 2.0, <laughs> and I was seeing a lot of the conversion. No, this is I was seeing Mandy Rose and Toxic <laughs> Attraction, so I was curious, and I kind of I, I they, you know they had a performance with this one gal Ollie J, and I saw that, and I said, well, this is pretty good, and then I saw Braun Breaker. And uh, so once I saw Braun Breaker, who's uh, Rick Steiner's son, yes. and nephew of Scott Steiner, and that that guy is phenomenal. And he's yeah. another guy. I thought they were going to bring him up to Raw or SmackDown too soon, but yeah. I think they did the right thing, putting him back down on NXT. I think they should keep Mandy on NXT, give her a good long run with the NXT title, keep that faction together. One of the things, I think NXT, WWE, one of the problems they have is they'll put a faction together and just break it up for no reason, yes. no explanation, and just too soon. Uh, yes. I think they should give Toxic, Toxic Attraction and Mandy Rose, give them all a good run. I know her tag team part, or the, the tag team gets one, the woman's tag belts back. Uh, so I think they're doing really good. I think it's put some eyeballs on NXT that have, you know, with all their layoffs and a lot of the wrestlers leaving to AEW and other promotions or being moved up to the main roster, I thought NXT lost a lot of momentum. Plus, yeah. with Hunter stepping down, I think they lost a lot of momentum. And yeah. the rebrand, again, in the beginning, I was not a fan of the rebrand. And all of a sudden, I start seeing those commercials. And, you know, there's Mandy Rose with the new dark hair, and there's Toxic Attraction, and there's this, there's this uh, faction. And all of a sudden, I, I see Braun Breaker. So I think they're doing a good thing, and I think they should keep doing what they're doing, at least yeah. for another year, year and a half or so. It, it's a smart move. It's a smart move to keep her there because, like you said, it draws, you know, the attention to there. Sonia, what do you think? Uh, uh, I mean, you know, I don't know because, I, I, you know, I mean, everybody wants to be in WWE, but who knows the yeah. mindset? Does, does Mandy Rose think, well, hey, man, I got something good going. I'm going to stay here. Or, hey, man, I'd like to elevate, maybe make a little bit more money and, and you know, maybe be in one of these big WrestleManias or something. What do you think? Um, I like uh, her being at NXT, but then it's like I also like when she, they put her back with um, Cody Rhodes, too. So it's like if she goes to SmackDown, when does she be with him, too? Uh, who knows? I mean, <laughs> she seems like she's her own entity I love, now, you know? Yeah, that's and, true. I, and, and like we true. said, people are tuning in to see her or whatever. So, I mean, who knows? But do you, yeah. do you, you know, so, and Sonya like and I have talked about this. wrestling team, though. Yeah, and and Sonia and I have talked about this before too. Like with the luchadores, I, I get really happy because they. It, I'm glad that they're making the money and and they're you know able to buy the nice house and stuff like that. But they just don't know what to do with them. So do you stay in NXT where you're able to shine, or do you go to SmackDown or where maybe you might might not be as popular, but you're going to be making the money, you know, to put away and for the future and retire? Would you agree, Sonia? Or? I would agree because I feel like SmackDown is like the goal because it's like the main one and that's where people watch the most, I, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Martin, what do you think? I mean, I think base salary for somebody in Raw and SmackDown is like 300000 That's what I've heard or whatever. So you yeah. kind of get what we're saying. Should you should do that for, to plan for the future or just since, like you said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? I think, I mean, of course the ultimate goal eventually – is to get back on Raw, SmackDown, you know, get a get a nice spot on WrestleMania or the big pay-per-views. Right. And yeah. if she keeps doing what she's doing, she'll get there. Again, I, I also 
I'm not a fan of rushing things. I think you, you have to let things develop, build up. We're talking about building things, right? Well, WWE is a place where they need to build. So I think if Mandy Rose can just kind of build on what she's doing and and eventually move up, I don't. I think it'll be a lot better for her uh, as opposed to doing it within the next month or two or, or even, even sometime this year. I think, you know, yeah. good spot, one of the good places is maybe after WrestleMania next year, you know. Yeah, and, and, and you see also you gotta see you gotta see their sustainability. Can she sustain yeah. the momentum she has now? You know, how long can you keep it going or reinventing yourself or or right. just keep building on, on what she's doing? Uh yeah, and no, then and then you bring her up Yeah, you have to strike and, and build her up that one. Yeah, like if they, yeah. if she's hot. Well you know what's good is when they like like when they have I forget what it's called, Royal Rumble or whatever, and then they have the surprise guest you know, or surprise mm-hmm. workers, you know, you see Mandy Rose, but they go, oh, and then it's really going to pop, you know, when they do stuff like that. It's it's smart when they do that because people don't expect it, and then they see it, and they just, they just pop like it's no nobody's business. So that's, it's, man, you could do, man, I wish I could be just the, the promoter or the booker for one day and just say, look, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. or whatever because there's so many, so many tools in the toolbox. So that's cool. Now, one more thing before we get out of here, and I, I know a lot of people – uh, I get a lot of slack for this or whatever, but I, I I don't get Randy Orton. I see I don't see anything. I think I, I just don't. I don't. I see somebody like like um, Chad Gable. You know, he might be a little bit small, but man, that dude's a shape. That dude can wrestle. The only person who has a better moonsault than him is is Kurt Angle. You know, and I just get it just chops my hide to see him putting over Randy Orton every other match. And all that, it just kills me. I just, I don't see it. Randy Orton's a big dude. He's in shape, but I just don't see it. And I don't like him. I don't like, uh, ever since he had to slap Andrade and all that, I, I never liked that because I'm thinking, you know what? You as a wrestler say, well, I, he's, they're not going to say anything to Randy because he's been there for so long. So, you know what? I don't need to slap anybody or whatever to get over or whatever. I don't like that. I just didn't like it. And ever since then, I've just never been a Randy Orton fan or whatever. I'm not a fan of squash matches. I think you have to do a squash match to get you over. You're not that good talent-wise or whatever. That's just me. I just don't see it. I don't I, – I, I don't. So they had the big 20-year anniversary. He's been in the business for 20 years. Who cares? I, I totally – do not care or whatever. I don't get it. I just don't. So let's go back. We'll take it around the horn. We'll start with Martin this time. Oh, no, we started with – so we'll, we'll start with Sonia this time. I, I don't like oh, him. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, see I don't like whatever. him. Give me your thoughts on him. Go ahead. I don't like him. I didn't like uh, his – well, I think I told you this last time. I didn't like his match on WrestleMania. Uh, it was pretty <laughs> boring to me. And, yeah, I don't see what the hype is about him, but I do see a lot of people, like, love him, though. They and do? Like, I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I, ever since we had that last podcast, we talked about it. I don't know if yeah. my phone's listening to me, but it probably is. But I've been seeing a lot of Randy Orton stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no denying that he's popular and, and the people like him or whatever. But I just, you know, and from what I've heard, you can't believe everything you hear, Martin. But, yeah. you know, I hear he's, he's an ass outside of the ring. Like people have asked him for, hey, man, uh. I'm eating. You know, I, I can't be bothered with that right now. Those are the people who are buying tickets, man. You gotta suck it up and say, Hey, yeah, no problem, yeah. you know, or whatever, because you're you're a superstar, bro. You that's what you wanted to be. You gotta be nice to the people who make you the money. Um, give me your thoughts on that, Martin. I I just don't see it. I don't like it. I don't get it. 
Well, the way I look at Randy Orton, I mean, he's a third-generation wrestler, and that definitely, I don't, I don't think anybody can deny that that's what got his foot in the door. Of course, yeah. Um, you know, he, he, he got a lucky break. He was born into the Orton family, and, and that helped a lot. Um, I don't think anybody will ever say Randy Orton's on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. You know, put him up <laughs> yeah. there with the <laughs> But I kind of compare him to – I don't think he's a bad hand. I mean, I, I think he's hes pretty talented. He's good. Uh, again, headliner, eh, maybe not, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe mid-card to semi-main. I don't know. But he's like – I compare him right now. Like you, you mentioned, Bobby, he's got 20 years in, right? Yes. He's kind of like that athlete. Let's say, you know, we're comparing to sports. You know, you got that athlete who played – 20 years for a certain team, right? You say, let's yeah. say somebody like, we use the Lakers, right? Michael Cooper was on the Lakers for 10, 11, 12 years. Right. Well, he was not Magic Johnson. He was not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, he was not James Worthy. But because of the longevity, because he was there so long, uh, I think that's why people hold him up higher. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, yeah, after 20 years, well, of course he's won so many championships and world titles and all of that. But, you know, you give anybody a 20-year run, you would hope that they'd be able to stack up that many t- titles and championships and, and build a resume. But, but again, I don't think Randy Orton will ever be up there with Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, uh, you know, that type of, that type of, yeah. uh, of that tier, that tier of wrestling talent. I think he's more, he's more probably in that third tier, you know, I, I think, I think yeah, you've yeah. got Hogan, Flair, Rock, and, and I'm talking from the eighties on, cause that's where I, I you know, when I grew up, right. uh, and then, you know, in the nineties, you had Stone Cold, you had the Rock, even Hunter, you know, I, I wouldn't put Triple H in that tier with those guys. I put them the next tier down and I probably put Randy Orton in that tier, Randy Orton with maybe a Triple H, Batista, uh, yeah. those types of guys, you know, where, where, they're not the top tier, maybe not even the second tier, but maybe around that third tier, you know, middle. Right. Around there. I mean, but, you, but I, you know, you, you see people like, like Sean, I was watching Shawn Michaels the other day. Man, that guy, that it was just the epitome of putting on a show. He could sell the stuff yeah. he did. And then you yeah. put, get somebody like Bret Hart, you know, that's why, I think that's why the two clashed so much because they were both so good at what they did. And I see them and I go, that's wrestling. That's the epitome of what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of made that move to where somebody, because you think Randy Orton would be able to hang, you know, with those guys back in that day. I don't know. No. I mean, I mean, it, I know we no. moved on or whatever, but it's just, I just don't, I don't like it. I just don't like, just, I don't know. Well, let me tell you this. You talk about his dad, Cowboy Bob Orton. My, my dad took me to go see, it was Cowboy Bob Orton and Roddy Piper against the Tonga Kid and Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Okay, and we had we had these big Samoanos sitting in front of us. There was about four of them, smoking marijuana, and we would say nothing. But anyway, Cowboy Bob Orton started hitting Snooker with that cast, remember? And, I mean, they started going off. And my dad's like, you know, let's get up and, and walk uh, up a little bit higher because these guys are about to go nuts. So they ended up going nuts, and they had to throw them out. But that's the kind of heat that Cowboy Bob Orton drew just with that cast. I mean, it was a different era or whatever back then, but I'm like, now see, that's somebody who had to work for everything, and then it kind of got handed to, to Randy. I mean, but it, maybe I'm just jealous because the guy's got it all. He's, you know, he's tall, he's in shape, he's good. 
good looking, you know, got the nice wife. Who knows or whatever. Maybe I, I want to be Randy Orton <laughs> or whatever. But I just I just don't get it. I don't. But well, well, anyway. Yeah, you, you, you definitely cannot. He, he does have a phenomenal look. Uh, Randy Orton's yeah. got a phenomenal look for the business, for yeah. sure. So that it's, that you can't knock. You can't take that away from him. It's kind of like those hot chicks. You know, they're so pretty and all that. No matter what they do, they or like Eva Marie. You know, they tried everything under the sun to get yeah. but she was so good looking. Yeah, that they just they just kept trying to find stuff for her or whatever. But anyway, yeah. hey. Like I said before, somebody called me out on it, you know, because I talk a lot about WWE, about how much, you know, I wish they would be a little bit more professional and stop all that silliness. But they said, hey, man, if they called you tomorrow, would you go? And I'm like, absolutely. I mean, I was like, I'll be right in line yeah. or whatever, do whatever you say. So no matter what, that's still the top dog. That's why everybody's in line. So you cannot knock what they do. And Vince is the first one to say, well, you could say whatever, but, you know, you turn on Raw and SmackDown, that place is packed. And uh, when Nicolette yeah. and I went to a to a house show a while back, I mean, every kid had on the Cena headband and the wristbands and all that. And I'm like, man, there is no denying that this is a show that people come to see. So, you know, you can't, you know, regardless of what you say, that, that's the top dog. But anyways, Martin, hey, man, a million thank yous for coming on. We appreciate you staying for the news. You know, we like to get those different opinions. And all that, we look forward to, you know, checking you out at Progreso Dojo, uh, Dojo Show, which is coming up this one in May. It's going to be at the Santa Ana Mall. And then, of course, they'll be back over at the uh, at the Progreso Show that's over there in the city of Carson. So, real quick, I know, um, Martina, I just got with you on your social media. Give out that social media so that people can follow you. Yeah, well, first of all, Fabi, thanks. I, I had to uh, stalk you and Nicolette, by the way, and I'm not a stalker, but I, I had to uh, <laughs> search you guys or hunt you guys down. Unfortunately, I was able to find you on that social media. But, yeah, I'm on Instagram at MB, as in boy, T60. MBT60 is my Instagram, and my Facebook is just Martin Torreya. My shoot name, by the way, Nicolette was like, yes. what's your real name? I know it's not Martin. I think. No, it's, it's actually Martin. But yeah, well, so that's, what, Facebook, that's what you have kids well, for. That, I'm always like, hey, can, can, I'm always like, can you put me on this Instagram thing? I don't know, you know. That's what you have kids for, man. I'm the worst at all that stuff. So, and as you can see, you know. So when we came, I was like, oh, thank God, he friended me. Now I can communicate with them yeah. and all that. So I'm old, dude. It takes me a while to, you know, get acclimated I, to the listen, surroundings I, or whatever. I, so for the the people listening, I highly recommend that you check out Martin. Torreya, you know, keeps everybody up to date, you know, with all the shows that are coming up. He's got some, hopefully he's going to be able to come with us and, and start working with us because, you know, we, we are just really trying to get that, that professionalism and the show and everything out there. And I think he'd be a great part in it. So, of course, we'll be in touch pretty soon. So, hey, man, we appreciate you coming on. We'll definitely keep in touch. We'll keep you posted on what's coming up. And I look forward to checking you out at one of these other shows, man. I, I got to tell you, since I've gotten older, and slow down quite a bit. It's nice to go to a show and see. And you know, we talked about that show uh, where they were going through the doors and stuff like that. Uh, I honestly saw Louis Alfaro, who I hadn't seen in, in quite some time when he was Louis Louis. And I talked to him, and I'm like, "Hey, bro, why don't you come? You know, and he's going to be on one of our shows. So no matter what the show oh, is, nice. or 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 whatever, you 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 something always comes out of it. You know what I mean? So it was it was cool." Yeah. 
and I get to go to these shows and check out the talent, you know, talk to some different people and stuff like that. That's how I met Martin. So, I mean, it just, it just snowballs yeah. from there. So it, it, it's good to get out to some of these shows and get acclimated. So for the people listening, make sure you take up Martin Torreya on a social media, keeps everybody up to date. And we look forward to, to seeing you working with us pretty soon. All right, my friend. Yes, sir. Fabi, Sonia, thank you so much. A real, uh, real honor and privilege to be on the show with you guys. I really appreciate you guys yeah, having me on. Yeah. Thank you. For sure. We'll, Sonia and I will be right back to wrap everything up. Uh, make sure you check out Martin Torreya on all social media, and we'll be right back after this. Big ups to you, man. We appreciate it. We'll be right back. Thank you, guys. here I'm, I'm telling you man I, I can't wait for the meeting because I want to I want to you know this this show is the vehicle to get everything out there you know and to get the sponsorship yeah. and, and stuff like that so we have to put a concerted effort so it, it, it kills me when I'm running last minute and don't have any notes and I don't have my commercials for false photos Manny's gonna go god dang it what's wrong with? but it just you know it happens man it's so it's so yeah. busy so once again Sonia big meeting coming up this Sunday man we're just gonna tie up those things we will be there yeah, and get and get everything going. That's why I'm glad that, that Vanessa's gonna, you know, be in the mix and everything and, and yeah. really get everything together because it's starting to move, man. I mean, it's mushrooming into something and I'll just be honest, man, I didn't think, you know, it was gonna get as big as it's getting. I mean, it's really starting to people when I I'm at a show checking out the show, hey bro, I heard you got the yeah, bro, let's do this and you should do this and we got this yeah, we're gonna be there and all that. So it really is is blossoming to something that I didn't really honestly think it was going to get this big but it is it's getting out there so we need a team yeah that's why we have sonia and now vanessa and of course pete jr and pg jello and and mike and everybody man it, it's it's a really a team effort and even martha uh to help with some of the stuff so it, it's really yeah. really good yeah. to, to get everything going so i look forward to seeing you on sunday or whatever i keep forgetting i want to try that stupid root beer uh oh yeah just latte <laughs> root, the root beer brew have you tried it, by the way? Yeah, I did try it. Jello got it last oh. time. Oh, uh, it was, was so it? good. It was a, oh, it was not, a, it was really good. I don't even drink coffee, but that one yeah. I would drink. Well, and then I have, we got a freshly baked pop tart that they make there. Yes, yeah, that's what the, Nicolette's always getting those too. I heard they're really good, man. Well, we'll yeah. I'm go a little bit early so I could I could try that and, and, and sit down and enjoy it before we get into the meeting. Um, so we appreciate right. you know you coming on and, and, and of course we appreciate Martin coming on and talking you know about the shows and stuff like yeah. that. We everybody definitely looking forward to the big show. Don't forget it's Major Love. It's Sunday, June 26th. It's going to be at Metroflex Gym. It's in the city of Hawaiian Gardens. Doors open at 1:30 bell time at two. Tickets are $25 for adults, $15 for kids 12 and under. We've got that VIP ticket. We're going to talk about that on Sunday because we really want to get that out there so you can get that full experience, man. You get there early, front row seating, meet and greet and everything. Like You can meet Sonia and say, hey, we know you're the voice of UWC. Yeah. We, wanted, we wanted to meet you or whatever and take a picture. <laughs> or whatever, so we definitely look forward to that. So, Sonia, I will see you hopefully next Tuesday, but I will definitely see you on Sunday so we can get everything rolling. And then uh, I don't know about you, but I am just 
for some reason, just like overzealous about this big show. So you you get a lot of that too. How about PG Jello? She looking forward to that. Yeah, she is. She is looking forward to. Everybody is. We're all excited. Like, can't wait. (laughs) We love. We love going to them. Yeah, it, it's it's a kind of a good bad thing that you know we have some time in between because it gives us some time to get all this stuff together. But I wish the show was next Sunday. I mean, it's just what we have going on is just so awesome. Yeah. So all right, I will definitely see you on Sunday, Sonia, and we look forward to seeing everybody right back here next Tuesday. I'll talk to you then. All right. All right. See you later. Oh, hold on. Let me. God darn it. I, I'm telling you, man. Today's <laughs> one of those days where I'm so what's it called? All right, here we go. We'll see everybody next Tuesday, Sonia. I'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> Bye.